If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. How are you, Dave? Very pleasure to meet you, my man. I'm sorry that my uh, producer just let you wait. Six other people in the room. In the garage. Yeah, but it's your job. I was... you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play into this. You better not. I'm gonna stay I calm. You from here. I did everything. I was coordinating with Megan. He just walked in. You asked me if he was here. I said yes. Is that Megan? That is Megan. Megan, how you doing? I gotta thank Megan. Last time, last time I was here, my racist dog chased Miss Pat out. Yeah. And then ran away. And Megan went. My wife is like. And then this girl from the improv went and chased our dog down and brought her back. So thank you for that. That was very nice of you. <laughs> the dog brought her back? The, no, no. no <laughs> Megan brought the dog back. How are you, Dave? I'm good. You got an awesome green room. Uh, well, it's, uh, you, you know, garage I like it. Uh, thank you. It's, it's the Bob Saget there. Memorial. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Chevy Chase thing is amazing. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah we got a lot of good junk for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm surprised that this has taken this long for you to be on the show. Yes, it's been a while. I know Bobby. Yeah, you know, I mean, we have a lot of friends in common, and all of which I hit up yesterday trying to find something to talk to you about that would be maybe uncomfortable. Okay. Or something that you would, just to make it a little interesting, <laughs> and nobody had a bad thing to say about you. I talked really? to E-Rock last night, and he goes, no, he's just a nice guy. Everybody <laughs> likes him. And I was like, all right, well, then that makes it. He said, tell him I said hi. Uh, that's <laughs> I, said, awesome. I will, yeah, yeah. Even E-Rock. Even awesome. E-Rock had nice things. <laughs> so give me, the, give me the rundown. I don't know. How you went from, I know of you from Anthony's show and yeah. now from Crowder's show, but I don't know how you got in that realm. I really don't know either. Did like, you I, just, were you doing just stand-up first? Yeah, yeah. I was a stand-up for a long time. Yeah. And then I just started doing Anthony's show because Allie, who booked it, thought I would be a good fit. She's great. Now, were you on Opie and Anthony's show ever or just Never. Anthony's show? No, I did Bobby's show a bunch. And then okay. I was going to do that show and then Anthony left, who right. was the guy who would probably like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, after that, I didn't really have that much interest in Opie and Jim. No offense to that. It yeah. just didn't have, it just it wasn't, right. it wasn't O&A. I don't think Opie and Jim, I don't think Jim had that much interest in Opie and Jim. <laughs> no, he yeah. hated yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to make. Sorry, I'm trying to make your thing louder. It's the on green the, one on and on the Comrex. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I don't it's know where touching the board. <laughs> the green one. There you go. So, um, by the I, way, I like uh, Rob or Bobby in the uh, wigwam. Isn't eating, that great? Eating a <laughs> we we went to we went away for Thanksgiving one year. Yeah, we rented a cabin in Tennessee, and my brother bought a bunch of. Uh, uh, Pilgrim and Indian outfits, so we all dressed up to take the picture, and Bobby was very afraid that he was going to get canceled if he wore the Indian thing. So when he sat down when nobody was looking, he was just about, I just got the right shot of him, and I love it. I blew it up, and I love it. He just sit, sat in and eating Pringles. Um, anyway, so you, so I remember when Jim Norton was here, and Anthony left, and I said to Jim, well, this is pretty good for you right now. You're gonna, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm very excited that the funny guy is gone now. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's not so good. So, okay, so in, uh, and then Anthony put his thing together, 
And yes. and you were friends with him, or he says, hey, all right, bring that guy on. I like him. I just started going on, and then he kept asking me back, and then Artie was on. So it became the Artie and Anthony show. Right. And he's like, Artie's not showing up for some reason. We have <laughs> And uh, he's like, will you come in so you can just be there when Artie's uh, not, not there? Yeah, not there, or just, you know, kind of third chair. Yeah. And then so I came in, and I was part of that show for, um, like, four months, five months, which was amazing. Yes. I mean, it being just part of that group was incredible well i we love Artie and we love uh anthony Me too. and uh and anthony i don't know how he how he i guess i do know how he does he does it all himself he still has not backed down one ounce since with his with his beliefs and the way he talks and what he says like after a while you're like all right i i'd be like i gotta pull it back a little i don't want to get fired he doesn't care he's already you can tell he's rich no yeah. yeah yeah when you go like i remember i would i was staying at his house through all of covid where we were recording in his basement right and i went into one of his offices to do a podcast and i looked over and saw his book collection and oh. i'm like oh wow <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, mind oh yeah uh-huh, yeah, yeah next to like a good shiny copy of the turner diary right. <laughs> <laughs> he i'll tell you what he to me, I realized what a weirdo he was when Periscope started. Oh, yeah. He, so he would just, I had heard stories, and they were like, Anthony would just let random listeners in this house and stuff. And they'd be, So at like 3 o'clock in the morning, I get alert, Anthony Kumia going live, and I would just click on it and look at it. And it's just him drunk out of his mind with some people singing yeah. karaoke in the basement. Yeah. Then before you know it, somebody pushing somebody else. There'd be a fight going on. You got, I remember one time my wife and I landed at JFK. We were driving into the city. And I put Opie and Anthony on, and it was like Memorial Day or Labor Day or something. It was a Friday, and they were like, "Hey, uh, it's uh, Opie and Anthony. We're uh, yeah, it's it's Memorial Day. We're uh, have a good Memorial Day." And then I just went, that was all they did. And yeah. my wife goes, "What was that?" I go, "That was two rich guys talking, is what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are guys who could do whatever <laughs> they want at this point, and that's how it is." So okay, so now you, how long you've been doing? Uh, were you doing Compound and all that other? Stuff? I did that for three years, and like even COVID. It's funny you say that. Like during that whole thing, yeah. all he did was play video games. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no reason for him to have a mansion because his entire like middle of his house is a just it's a giant computer console, right? With guns, yeah, and it's just like my dad was in Nam, so it just sounds like a dude having flashbacks. Right, right. I was like, were you ever nervous to be there? Yeah, like that seems to me like the story you hear about. Uh, and then one guy just shot another guy at the party. Uh, you wouldn't be surprised, right? Right, yeah. right, right. So he would, like, we'd be in the middle of a podcast, and you just pull out like a giant oh. gun, and you'd be used to it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's cool, just pointing at me. Mm. And you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another guy at the party. Uh, you wouldn't be surprised, right? Right, yeah. right, right. So he would, like, we'd be in the middle of a podcast, and you just pull out like a giant oh. gun, and you. You'd be used to it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's cool. Just point it at me. Mm-hmm. And you, you know. yeah. I, I have a lot of guns. And every time I pick one, I don't point it out. But this guy is like, put yeah. it away. Oh, yeah. Sure, but at this point, if you're moderate, you might as well just be a Nazi. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. If you're not the extreme left, you're just everything else. I, I understand fully what you're saying. It's, it's interesting. I was trying to explain this this morning. That the people who... Like, we were talking last week about uh, Pelosi, the Pelosi husband thing. Oh, and yeah. what we were saying was, here's a story that uh, the guy broke in, hammer, he heard, blah, blah. Then Fox News, the guy's naked. He knew he knew who he was. They were friends. Maybe they were gay. What's going on? Blah, yeah. And we were talking about how there was two different versions of the story and blah, blah. And then the emails we start getting are, you people are doing nothing but spreading rumors, and they they don't realize they're just as bad as everybody that they hate right. because they only hear what they want to hear, and then they right away they make judgments just based on what they think they've heard. Exactly. Well, and when you look at it, you have to break down how did this happen? Yeah, because the whole thing's very suspicious. It's the third person in line to the presidency. Right. It's a gated community. 
You have a guy who I think may have been in his underwear. We're not sure because they said, look, we found the tapes, but we're not going to release them uh-huh. because they're may- you're going to develop more conspiracy theories. Yeah. And you go, wait, wouldn't it just then we would know what happened? You, all exactly. We yeah. just look right at the proof. Right. So then we don't have that information. So we do know that a guy got in the house. Yeah. We do know that Pelosi was in a car accident. We don't know who was in shotgun. You won't tell us who it was. Right. There's a lot of like weird stuff about it. So, and, but if you bother to ask questions, then you get labeled as, um, you know, conservative or conspiracy. Like, yes. conspiracy is the worst. Uh, do you know Lionel? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've met so Lionel Lionel's a friend of ours, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lionel is like, that is how they stop you. The minute you start to ask questions, they point at you and they say, conspiracy, yeah. you're crazy, this guy's a moron, look what he's doing, he's hiding stuff. And and that's the truth. Anytime you try to ask questions, people get mad at you. Yeah, I think what he did, honestly... I don't know if it's the gay thing. I, if it is, he obviously went and got him. Because you're not just going to like call like an escort service if you're a Pelosi. Not there, yeah. No, so you just go down to one of the many lovely neighborhoods in the area. Yeah. And you pick somebody up, and you just hope that it's not a feral cat. Right. <laughs> and you bring it back, and all of a sudden, may, I, maybe he gets a lot of control in your house. Yeah. All of a sudden, you realize the pit bull you adopted is a land uh, shark. <laughs> and yeah. you can't get him out of and your you house. You can't get him to leave. Yeah, yeah. Or, or we're just living in a time where... That guy coerced himself to get into a gated community. Yeah. Just like, I have a hammer and I'm going to Nancy Pelosi's, and they're like, that checks out. Go right ahead. What if you get in there and you realize, I'm in here. I just did gay stuff with this guy. I'm in charge. Yeah. I'm in control of the situation. I got, I got, I was on every video camera. I'm, I think I'm going to stay for a little while. He's like, you got to go. I'm like, no, I'm not ready to leave yet. No, no, I'm going to have some of this ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carmen, Carmen's back at the studio. Hello. Uh, you'll be very happy to know that uh, Dave made a movie about your hometown in, in Detroit. I did. <laughs> I'm not from Detroit, but I am Wherever. from Michigan. But Same thing. That's cool. What did you do? That was one thing that E-Rock said to make fun of you about. Uh, I like that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah, it was called The King of Detroit, but I made it for seven grand, and it was a learning experience. I made it in 2013. Right, and what did you? what is it about? He said something he was trying to explain to me. is that It's like if ICP took over Detroit. It is, yeah. It's like about a group of kids who go into the hood to get beer, which was basically based on like a story of my night, but what happens is just violence breaks out. Right. Where they end up in a drug house, there's like this killing. I'm I actually do plays uh, juggalo, uh-huh. and I get shot in the neck, and I just bleed out on a staircase. You, you play a juggalo in the in, in the, the thing? Yeah, I play a guy named Crispy Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you as amazed by it as I am by the juggalos? Yeah, I went to I went for years, kind of like Scientologists. For years, I was like, oh, horrible people, scumbag, little dirty. Dirty juggalo, and then I kind of got to know some of the juggalos, and now I kind of just feel bad for them. I'm like, you're just weird, strange, lonely people without a family who all love each other. Yeah, like I did a podcast for them a couple years ago, and we were kind of joking because I'm being interviewed by like a clown yeah. <laughs> named Upchuck. <laughs> <laughs> Was he aware that you were Crispy Jones? Yeah, uh, no, I had been, yes. <laughs> and. <laughs> Upchuck the clown. Upchuck the clown, and he has tons of funny stories. Bobcat Goldway has a story about him where he was driving him around the uh, gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, no, we're all pretty nice here." And all of a sudden, a bottle gets winged and just cracks <laughs> ju- Upchuck in the face. <laughs> but, uh, but he's like telling, and then all of a sudden, we're getting phone calls, and it's like it's kind of was like abused kids. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is." Uh, 
This is just kind of sad. Like, I, and, I, and I realize like a lot of them are just really nice, and like some of them are fans of ours, and I, yeah. they're really nice. That was the thing is that I would talk a lot. I, I'd talk just trash about them. Yeah. And uh, then they'd all email me that they were going to kill my family and all that. And then all of a sudden, they would break down, and they'd be like, yo, man, I just I grew up on the streets, and this is my juggle. This is my family. It's not what you think. And then you see documentaries and things, and you just feel bad for them. You're like, oh, I'm glad they have each other. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I see it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weirdly... Weirdly sad. Yeah. Uh, Dave Landau is here. Dave is doing stand-up. He's going to be uh, tonight at the Improv in Ebor, 7.30 and 9.45, and Saturday at 6.30 and 8.30. Do you, I think last time you came here, we were off. We were, were out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were out of town, yeah. Because, um, I, and then the same thing is that every time I go up to New York, one of those compound people would hit me up, and I'd be like, I have to, I have to leave. You know, like, I'm in for one day and out for one day. So we never actually uh, hook up. Um but do you come down here a lot or no? Yeah, I come down here periodically. I mean, fairly often. I do uh, Eric's Club uh, sometimes, and then I come down here and do this club. At Vasani? Yeah, Vasani, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now uh, or you... what's left? I don't know. If well, they reopened. Yeah, they did reopen. They reopened, good, yeah. Good, good, Awesome, awesome. They reopened, and <laughs> best joke ever came from one of our listeners. They had Steve Renazizi there. Okay. On, the ra- on the grand opening, grand reopening, <laughs> and the guy goes, I can't wait till Steve talks about how he was trapped in the hurricane. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like Steve, but that's a funny yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, in the uh, car wash next door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, now uh, what made you go over to uh, Crowder's show? Um, honestly, Anthony said he was moving to South Carolina. All right. Because uh, that's what all those, uh, Apollo left. Yeah, Nick. Rogan left. left California. Everybody was leaving all these liberal states. Yeah, Nick had already gone, and Nick's been on Crowder a few times right. since. And uh, same with uh, Brewer. Oh, yeah. Brewer came down to Florida. Brewer. So Brewer, I told Brewer to his face while he was in here, I love Brewer. But I didn't think Brewer was big enough of a celebrity to go against the promoters like he did, to go against iHeart and, and whatever the other one is, uh, Live Nation. Live yeah, Nation, yeah. yeah. I was like, man, I get it when... When uh, Lady Gaga wants to say it, but Jim Brewer is just going to get himself shut out of places. But it seems to be working well for him. Yeah, he's drawn. Yeah, I, I think it benefited him a lot. Cause... But he's also he's very funny. He's a great comedian. He's but and I think Brewer having a little bit of an edge to him makes him even even better. I think seeing that edge is a good thing too because yeah. it's not he's not that political. He just has always had those beliefs. Right. And I've known Jim a long time, and, and it's like we've really only known each other really well. But I've known his like his beliefs for sure. a while. And it's it's authentic. Yeah, and I think the fact that people are finally seeing that is beneficial to him. Yeah, he came in here and he was pretty honest about how he was feeling about stuff and what he was doing and why he did it. I was like, good for you. But yeah. also, like Bobby, Bobby uh, Kelly figured out that like people panicked during the pandemic, especially comedians, because you had your whole year just yanked from you. Yeah, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't do anything, and people who didn't have that that uh, fu money stored away were like, well, what am I going to do now? Right. Bobby found. Places like down here, from Visani to Off the Hook to McCurdy's to Side Splitters, like he was able to bang around in different comedians. I mean, different comedy clubs in Florida and in the South, where you guys were able to survive, which is why a lot of them, you know, uh, Jim moved down here and all those. Same sort of thing. I just I, I traveled all through the pandemic. I was I was stayed at Anthony's. I had a place in Harlem. Yeah. That I uh, avoided uh, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because it was in Harlem. Yeah, mainly yeah. just because it was twenty five streets past what Bobby Womack sang about. <laughs> <laughs> also, not probably not popular to be a friend of Anthony's walking through Harlem. No, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that you get recognized at that point up there, but I get you. Yeah, yeah. I never wanted to wear a wing uh, Red Wings hat just right. based on the. Fact 
fact that it might be mistaken for a MAGA one. And uh, yeah, like, uh, but yeah, I would stay there. And then I just went to, I was like in Arkansas. I was in like Alabama, uh, Florida, all these places that would still allow you to do comedy. Yeah. So I just kept working. And people are like, why are you traveling? And I'm like, well, I grew up with a mom who was extremely germaphobic, who like beat it into my head. Really? Yeah, she was a nurse and bipolar. My my dad was military. And like, I never trusted anything. My dad got Agent Orange when I was a kid. And I'm a recovering Elky and all that stuff. When Bobby met me, I was blow starting my car (laughs) (laughs) 13 years ago. So I've been in recovery for a long time. So I, uh, but like, um, at, at that time, I just didn't buy it in the sense of like, this all doesn't add up. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep traveling. And it was kind of great because I'd get on a plane and it'd be like, oh, I'm bumped to first class. And it'd just be like me and a crew for CNN right. and no one else. <laughs> Nobody on the plane. else. Yeah. <laughs> that was my. So I, um, when they started talking about vaccinations, you read all these different things. One of my best friends is a super smart doctor. Mm-hmm. And I called him up and I go, you, uh, you vaccinating? Yes, of course. I'm a doctor. You gonna vaccinate your kids? Yes, of course. As soon as it's available, I was like, all right, I don't need to hear anything. Nobody else is gonna take. He's not getting any money by telling me to go do right. it. He, that's so I did it. But mostly, I did it because I wanted to travel. I, yeah. I, I had all these. I mean, I'm, I went to Japan one year, and I'm like, next year we're going somewhere else. We couldn't do anything, so yeah. I was like, whatever it takes at this point, I'm just getting it so I can go. I know that's probably not the smartest thing for some people to hear, but I I know who I trust when I asked, and I, and I, I got vaccinated so I could travel. And that's like that's the same thing as I asked my friend who's a doctor, and he's like, I am. I said, are your kids? He goes, no, because I don't think that it affects them the same. Right. He goes, should I? Yeah, he goes, should I? He goes, I don't know. Your your heart might not be the best. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, so I'll just wait and see. So he's like, kind of wait to see what you want to do. And that's kind of why I just waited. And right. Just, I had already had it. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to kind of deal with the herd immunity sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And so far, so good. That's it. People are different. And then also, you don't just start screaming at somebody who disagrees with you. That's no, all. I'm not I don't, a lunatic. I don't care what you do. Yeah. It's so weird. Although I did go to, I did take my son to the doctor the other day. He had like a cold. And we're, they're wearing masks. And I'm like, all right, well, here I can understand. But, yes. Jesus, that's the one place left that's still wearing masks. Well, yeah, the guy walking down the street I saw on the way here or driving alone in your car. I'm like, oh, yeah. you're all right. Oh, that's, so weird. Weird. that's great. <laughs> I, I do think that there's the occasional person that probably wore masks before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And that might be some of the people that you see. We call it all of China. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was the thing. I mean, you'd be on a flight, and there'd be one Chinese lady with a mask on, and you go, what is she doing? We're well, going to laugh at them. Well, the whole, like, Breaking Bad suit yeah. that they'd get into, and you're like, ah, they, they're tourists. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's not even making fun of, like, the race. It's just making fun of, like, how afraid they are of their Of government. their own, yeah, yeah. Of their own thing. Yeah. That's so insane. Uh, are you friends with Apollo? Yeah. Is, is he easy to be friends with? Uh, for some reason, I, the person I was the most afraid of when I first moved to New York was meeting DePaulo. Really? He was always nice to me. He is always nice to me, too, yeah. but he also has, it seems like any second he's ready to yell. Oh, yeah, but that, that's part of his charm to me because some of the stuff he says is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I think he's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's great. Are you telling me we're almost done? Mm-hmm. Holy Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I, I, Spanish just texted me. We have three minutes of talk time. Oh, left. dang. Yeah. Do you just want me to play the music when we're ready? Because I did delete some stuff to add like an extra minute. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I guess when we gotta when we gotta go, we gotta go. Okay. All right. So, so just follow. You know, yeah. Well, let me tell everybody. Dave will be at the Improv tonight, seven thirty and nine forty-five. Saturday, six thirty and eight thirty. You can go to uh, ImprovTampa.com and buy tickets there. 
um, and check him out. So now, so where does Crowder come in? How does he, did you go on that show before and then finally they were like, hey, you should be third mic guy? Yeah, I started going on because I was trying to promote Anthony's show actually. So oh, really? I was going on for like six months and then he offered me the job and really only because Anthony said he was moving was why I took the job. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm happy that I did it, obviously. Yeah. It's been really good for me, but yeah, Anthony hasn't moved yet. And uh, but I I guess he's going to do it very soon. So uh, you know I do. Def- I already sold the house though. He right? did sell the house. Yeah. He sold he sold this house and he is uh, the house is almost built now in South Carolina. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. That, and now and then, uh, what do you think Opie's going to do? You think one day we'll just find him hanging from a bridge? Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't even. <laughs> what? I mean, I've, I've never met Opie, but good lord, he's just down there like, come at me, Rogan. I'm like, I don't think he's gonna. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did meet him, and he was nice to me and good to me a couple of times. I have nothing bad to say, but one day, I, you know, Bobby and I do a podcast together. Yeah. And one day, somebody hit him up on his live thing. It was like, hey, why don't you go on Calvin Killing? He was like, no thanks. I'm like, well, f him now. Yeah. Exactly. He just made it very easy to pick a side. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's he's acted completely insane, and it doesn't help. Yeah, well, see, what's interesting to me is they, I would imagine they're both equally as rich. Like, they both got that good radio money before it dried up. I think OPS more. Yeah, yeah, right? Because he, he probably spent it. less. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Andy's a gambler and, uh, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. buying big stuff. Yeah. And Opie's got a kid, and he probably was smarter. And he plus he got a New York apartment that he's probably worth money. Oh, yeah. So then chill out and just enjoy your life. And he's making weird videos. Him yeah. just walking the beach alone. I don't get it. No, and then he tried to like make his own podcast where it was like him and two dudes in a restaurant. Yeah, it just didn't. It's uh, awkward. It's awful. I wonder how great that must feel for Anthony to watch that. He'd love realize. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I absolutely bet that that is the uh, Skid Row effect. <laughs> it's um, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. All these bands do reuniting tours, and they go out and they make a gazillion dollars. Skid Row would rather be poor. Then reunite with Sebastian Bach to do a tour. They were they were like, we'd rather live with our moms at sixty years old than reunite. Anthony would rather sing karaoke in this basement than do anything with OB. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry we ran out of time, Dave, but thank you. No, thank you for having me. Uh, go see Dave Landau at the Improv uh, tonight and tomorrow night. You can go to ImprovTampa.com and make reservations uh, to see him. We are out tonight. Our band will be uh, in St. Pete. At 8 o'clock, 8 to 10, uh, on the stage on Central between 2nd and 3rd. Yep. And then uh, who knows what's going to happen after, because I know you're going to let me down. Oh, no, I'm not going to let you down, Michael. They live, no in chance. A, they live in a place called Whore Island that just never has whores in it. <laughs> right. You get there and you think they're going to have a good party, and there's always dudes. <laughs> Man train. Gross. You guys have a great weekend. Check us out on Instagram at the Mike Caldas Show, and we will see you on Monday. Goodbye. it it's over that's all for today thanks for listening to the mic tax day is coming oh no but if you sign up for robin hood gold's ira with a three percent match you can get up to 195 dollars for the 2023 tax year oh yeah sign up at robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market subscription fees apply Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.